Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance coming off a sensational day. Book stuff yesterday went great. Our thanks to absolutely everyone, and we have much more to say about it today, including your phone calls, plus the MVP may have been locked up, and everybody loved the sleeping with the enemy topic. Let's do this. Here we go! Only one place to start. The one place to start is with the one, the only, the spectacular. Kimberly Martin, the world knows her as Kmart, our NFL insider extraordinaire, who's actually also, she, she she serves two functions. Not only is she the most outstanding of NFL analysts and insiders that we have on Get Up regularly, but she also is very good with the psychology. She's always the one that I turn to. She was a psych major at Wesleyan, and as a result, she is able to psychoanalyze many circumstances. And today, one of those who are going to have to go on the couch is going to be my main man, Hembo. Mm. So, Kmart, thank you, as always, for sticking around. Of course, of course. We had an interesting topic yesterday that that I I came upon, and I've I've said this to many people, having talked about radio and and my philosophies of radio over the years, that the best thing about radio is the best days come when something completely unexpected happens Mm -hmm. and you can just follow it. That's much more difficult to do in TV. Because in TV, if I have an idea and I just want to change course, I need like nine people to go with me. There's a Mm -hmm. director and there's a producer and a technical director and the video and the cameras and all these things. Everyone, we need to sort of be in some semblance of sync. On a radio show, if I change my mind or just come up with an idea, we can just go there immediately. And that's what happened yesterday. So here's the question I have for Mm. you, Kmart. Down in the deepest recesses of your soul. What is the team in sports you love the most? What what is your squad, your team, the one that the, 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 the you, what is your greeny version of the Jets? Uh, I will say until I covered them, it was the Yankees. Okay, it was the Yankees. I just happened to turn on Channel Eleven in nineteen ninety five, and they were on. And had I turned on Channel Nine, I would have been a Mets fan. But I turned on Channel Eleven, and. Here we are. Thus um, was history rewritten yes. uh, by WPIX in New York um, <laughs> right at the right at the onset, you know, of the mm-hmm. Derek Jeter and yep. Mariana Rivera and, yep. and, and uh, Posada and Andy Pettit and all those guys. So an easy understanding of how you would fall in love. Well, the Yankees arch rival, obviously, obviously. is the Boston Red Sox mm-hmm. and has been forever. And we accident we sort of came across this topic yesterday. How close a relationship would you have to have with someone? For that someone to be a player on or the manager of the Red Sox and you to root for them to beat the Yankees, meaning the Red Sox are playing the Yankees in the American League Championship Series. Who in your life would have to be on the Red Sox for you to root for them? Uh, Well, it's funny. I thought you were going to because I actually dated a guy who was a Red Sox fan. Obviously, he and I did not get married. Um, (laughs) But uh, I would say, oh, gosh. I would say like it would have to be my oh my husband. husband. If your husband yeah. were to leave uh, his he's a sports mm-hmm. writer. Yes. If your husband were to leave his current profession and somehow magically and become the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Mm, oh gosh. And they're playing the Yankees in the American League Championship Series, who are you rooting for? I would have to root for our family, so I would root for the Red Sox. But that's like it. Does it like, end that's there? That's it. Ends like there. only it's only your significant first cousin. Uh, 
Oh, God, no. Closest friend. Who is your closest friend? Oh. Um, what is the first name of the person you would describe as your closest friend in the world? I have two close friends, Gabby and okay. Grace. Let, let's, go with, mm-hmm. let's go with Gabby mm-hmm. or Grace. Mm-hmm. Let, let's, let's say Gabby mm-hmm. breaks barriers. <laughs> And, the and becomes first the first female yes. manager of a major league baseball team and is managing the Red Sox mm-hmm. and they're playing the Yankees in the American League Championship Ooh, Series. Who are you rooting God. for? Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. I, I love Gabby. I love you, but I don't know if I could do that. See, because Hembo said yesterday that as a fan of the Eagles, his arch rivals are the Cowboys. He hates the Cowboys right? more than anything. That his wife, if his wife Lizzie, you, you go ahead and say it. Say what you said to me. Well, if, if she had been a Cowboys fan instead of a Giants fan, which she is, I hate the Cowboys way more than anybody else, I wouldn't have married her. Right. And if her father was Mike McCarthy, which was this hypothetical, which is ridiculous, right? mm-hmm. not only would I be smarter than the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but I would not have married her in those circumstances either. Yeah. See, so he said that out loud yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, you as a married woman and, and, and one who's, whose opinion I just find fascinating, mm-hmm. if you were to hear your husband say that if you were the fan of a particular team that he didn't like, Oh, if he were to say out loud that if you were a fan, what is his favorite team? Man, he's oh, it's a, the Yankees. Like he, the this, Yankees. this scenario is so so wild. Like Forward, he would right. never. But if he um, said he out would loud, root against me, if I was the manager of the Red Sox, he would one thousand percent root against me. But forgetting that, mm-hmm. if he were to say, you know, I love Kimberly. Mm-hmm. You've been married how long? Uh, almost nine. Nine years together, sixteen or whatever. sixteen years. Mm-hmm. If you heard him say out loud on the radio, mm-hmm. so not, I mean, literally telling the world, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if Kimberly was a Red Sox fan, I wouldn't have married her. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? I see nothing wrong with that, Granny. Get out of here! Exactly! Oh because what just happened? I have hated the Cowboys it's... longer than I have loved my wife. But you, yeah. have, you do not hate the Cowboys as much as you love your wife. Don't put do words you? in my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait till he gets in the Seriously. Um, no, I see nothing wrong with it. Right. She's, she's feeding our children right now and is listening to this. And I guarantee <laughs> you, she has a mutual hatred of the Cowboys as well as a Giants fan. So she understands completely. She would get it. You're on an island here, I get buddy. it. I get it. I, I don't. So I dated a guy who was a Red Sox fan. We ultimately did not get married. But at the time, we were very serious. And I, we went to Yankees games, him and his Garcia Parra shirt and me and my Jeter shirt. And he wore Garcia Parra jerseys to Yankee Stadium? He did. He did. He what did. Was the, uh, he did. How friendly was the, the reception to him as you were you know, waiting in line? Well, Greeny, for... I'm really tough. I'm from Brooklyn. So people weren't going to mess with us. Understood. Um, but no, no one said it's a, di- a different time, Greeny. New- but this would have been like what, like oh one, oh two, oh three, like at the zenith. This is like the zenith of the rivalry. Yes, the oh three and oh four, like, back to back, are the greatest years in the history no, of that rivalry. Yeah, I know it was tough. It was tough times. Uh, we, I think we broke up around two thousand five. Oh, perfect! You <laughs> <laughs> timed it up perfect. So, so, so subconsciously, psychologically, I think I was already thinking about the end there. Um, but no, I get it because fandom. Think about it, like. When you are so passionate about a sports team, like your that's your pastime. That's your passion. Sundays, do you want to be on the couch or somewhere at a bar literally looking at the person you love and they are cheering for the team that you despise? Mm. No, thank you. Couldn't take it. No, thank you. Couldn't Absolutely take it. not. So I don't think Hembo was wrong here at all. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. See, they're making like things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. There's one other important thing mm-hmm. that we need your help with, and that is this. 
that we are uh, appearing, Hembo and I are, on Good Morning America <gasps> Friday morning uh, oh, to promote fancy. our book, Got Your Number, which was released yesterday. And um, I'm delighted to say the reception has been really, really good. And we are grateful, thankful, and excited um, to everybody who is supporting us. So when we got the news that Good Morning America was going to have us on to promote the book, I immediately said, that's fabulous. My yes. wife immediately said, that's fabulous. Yes. Hembo immediately said, that's fabulous. Yeah. And Hembo, what did your wife immediately say? Oh, God, what are you going to wear? <laughs> yeah. Before she said congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and where have we left this off? Uh, we have left this off in a place in which I got home from work yesterday. Yeah. A friend of my wife's. A fashion major in college, parenthetically, was okay. there, and I didn't know why, because mm-hmm. Lizzie never told me that she was inviting a friend over. Mm-hmm. I was left at home by myself. <laughs> the two of them went to Men's Warehouse together. I love it. At the store, requested my, requested my measurements from a previous time I had been there mm-hmm. to get fitted for a tux for a wedding, and bought, brought home an entirely new outfit for me to wear on Friday. I love it. I had no say in the matter whatsoever. Uh, it's okay. You don't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, he, that's, that's the bottom line of it, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, this is the right way for this to have oh, gone. Oh, 1,000 percent. I, I shouldn't have a say no. in what I wear no, on TV, Mm-mm. on Friday, no, on ABC. No. Mm, no, definitely no. Greeny, come to my defense here. No, I'm 100 <laughs> percent on her side. I've seen the things you wear. <laughs> see? Uh, see? No, next, this see is what big. they can do about your haircut. <laughs> this is big. No, 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 no. Everything from the neck up, wonderful. We just want to make sure that from the neck down matches up mm. top. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We want you to look your ultimate best pocket square. Like, are we going to have a pocket the square? The whole deal. Oh, I love it. So love this should it. be fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if Robin is going to be with us or Michael. It would make, I mean, maybe George, but it would seem to make sense. It's a sports book that yeah. you know, Michael, obviously, and, and Robin are both connected to sports. Okay, so now okay, that we've can gotten... You tell, can you tell Robin Roberts that I absolutely love her? Yeah, I, I know you have, you have said, I, I, have you met her? I mean, have you spent time yeah, around her? Yeah, she did our podcast. She was like one of the first guests, but I just everyone loves Robin. Mm -hmm. And and, and what I will say to you is what I always say to people when they ask me is about her. I always say, if you knew her, you would admire her even more. Mm. She she might be the single classiest person that I know. I mean, she just has that. She she just is that. Um, that. And, you know, I've I've I used to anchor Sports Center with her back way, 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 way back in the day before she went. The GMA, and she's just unbelievable. So anyway, let me get a, a little business in here with yes, you yes. before we let you go. Uh, this Lamar Jackson thing. Uh, yep. I, I, there is no end on the horizon no. that I can see here. So tell me how this ends. If, if this thing continues to go the way it looks like it will, mm-hmm. then, I mean, Kmart, every story has an ending. What is the ending to this one? So I think what I think the only party that will be happy in the end is maybe Baltimore. Because I think... Best case scenario could be that they get a Lamar Jackson back in Baltimore begrudgingly under duress um, because, the, as we've seen, the other teams, as of this point, have not made him a priority. We'll see if the draft intensifies talks, if anything picks up after the draft. Um, but sh- short of no other suitors, Lamar Jackson's options are come back to Baltimore under the tag or don't play at all. And – I'm curious, what is his priority? Is his priority to get the type of guaranteed deal um, that he wants, the guaranteed money um, to make him the highest paid NFL player ever? If that's the priority and nobody else is giving you that, then do you, do you sit? Or do you just say, you know what, one more year here in Baltimore and, and you know, we'll see what happens? How do we think that goes? I don't Give me the it. psych major's version of how— because- 
that goes. Because this, again, it's business, but it's, it's emotion because he doesn't have an agent. So the downside of that, as we all know, when you're dealing in contract negotiations, your employer is going to say, we love you, but here are the reasons why we're not going to pay you what we think you deserve. Um, and hearing that, the agent is the buffer. It's the go-between. It's the, the person who will then turn to you and say, well... ESPN said this, okay? They'll soften that up mm-hmm. a little bit. When there is no buffer um, and you're sort of communicating with the team via text message and all this stuff, it just makes everything so much more personal and, and hurtful, especially because think about Lamar Jackson. When we think about the best quarterbacks in the NFL, who's doing the most with less right now? We have praised the Eagles, Howie Roseman rightfully so, for what he's done to help Jalen Hurts. Hembo, obviously you know what they've done to build around Jalen Hurts and also give him a, 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 a team that he can flourish in. Joe Burrow, you know, between Joe Mixon and those receivers, Josh Allen getting Stephon Diggs. Lamar Jackson, the only reason you think the Baltimore Ravens ever have a chance <laughs> is because of Lamar Jackson. And for, if you're Lamar Jackson and you said, I've been a model citizen on the field and off – and I've literally willed us to victory many times over. And now I'm saying, hey, I deserve this. And your team says, oh, we love you, but not that much. That's why I'm very concerned about this situation. More concerned about this Aaron Rodgers and Jets. Like, yes, it's annoying that it's dragging. I think the Jets will get this resolved. The, the Lamar Jackson situation, he might feel like he may not want to show up again. There. Right. And that, to me, is – that's why I was behind mm. Harbaugh at the owner's meeting, and I said, how did it get here? Both sides wanted to be together a year ago. How do you let this deteriorate to this point? And I think one side has to budge, and if Lamar Jackson has his, feet, his heels dug in, it, Baltimore's in trouble. This is going to be I, – I, for the one time, as, as pessimistic a person as I am <laughs> – I agree with you. Yeah. The Rodgers thing, I think, is going to all work yeah. out fine. The Lamar Jackson thing, I think we are closer to the beginning of this mm-hmm. thing than we are to the end. Came out, you are the best. Thank, Thank you. you very much for an outstanding day as we continue. Uh, the MVP may have been sewn up last night. We will tell you how as we roll on. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Joel one-on-one spins by one man down the lane and a slam. He eats up the rim. A two-hand stuff, a quick turn, catch it to go, and a dunk 54 and B. I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. That's Doc Rivers telling you that he thinks the MVP race in the NBA is over, and I'm not 100% sure he isn't right after a spectacular performance from Joel Embiid, 52 points, 13 boards, 20 of 25 from the floor in sort of a statement win against the Celtics, not to the extent that it means they're going to pass Boston in the standings, but they're going to have to get through Boston if they're going to get where they want to go. These two teams are on a collision course to meet in the second round of the playoffs. I can't even fathom how good a series that feels like it's going to be. And I will tell you that as a voter myself, a second-year voter for the NBA postseason awards, I'm afraid I'm going to do something that I myself hate. Hmm. And by the way, the play-by-play courtesy there, 97.5, the fanatic. But with the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around me, Hembo is here, Bubba is here, Cam is here. Bubba, I'll start with you because I think of this group, you've been with me the longest. I have railed for years against the idea of MVP awards being narrative awards. For so many years, I felt like people, in particular during Michael Jordan's heyday, just didn't want to give him another one. Feels like it's Charles Barkley's time. Feels like it's Carl Malone's time. We've seen that in all sports to some degree, but I think more so in any other than in basketball, where we've had stretches where Michael Jordan was clearly the most valuable player in the league for a decade plus, and he didn't win it every year, and I think the same could be said of LeBron. And so I always said to myself, well, if I ever get to be a voter, I'm not counting any of that. Right. And yet here I am, and we have what amounts to, I think, a three-way flat-footed tie. I think you could 100% justify voting for Giannis, voting for Jokic, or voting for Embiid. And I think, Bubba, I'm going to do what I've always said I hate it when people do, And I'm going to vote for Embiid because he hasn't won one. Giannis has two. Jokic has two. Embiid is a back-to-back runner-up. We've seen how much it meant to him, how, how, how upset he was not to win it last year. I think I'm going to vote for him for that reason unless someone here can talk me out of it. Bubba, what do you think? I mean, I think I think that he's the choice no matter what the reason is. So I think it's okay. I mean... 
I just feel like every day I'm watching, you know, I, I'm not locked into as many Sixers games, so I'm watching Get Up in the Morning, and I just feel like half the trivia questions, the answers are, are Embiid. It's just like, when's the last time this happened because Embiid did this? It's He's just having a remarkable season. So I think whatever the reason you want to make it, Embiid is the answer. So so that's that's a different response, but I do like it. It's, I'm not see. Here's the thing to me: it is an easily justifiable pick. Well, let me go. To, see now, I'm, I'm I'm I've got the two Philly fans that I turn to. So I mean, there's almost no bias here. Cam is Embiid the MVP of the league? To me, yes. But my question to you, Greeny, would be: if none of these three had an MVP, who would you vote for? Well, see, that's the point. Would I change my mind if Jokic didn't have one? See, Jokic has all these advanced stats, and Hembo was going to like that. And, and the, the, the Hembo of the NBA, right? I do the NBA shows, and we have a young guy named Matt Williams who's excellent. And just You know Matt, obviously, right? He's a terrific researcher. And he also is one, you know, with all these advanced stats and everything. And he was the one who told me last year, Greeny, you have to vote for Jokic. I mean, the numbers that he's putting up, I was going to vote for Embiid last year, and he kind of talked me into Jokic. And I think the, the – correct me if I'm wrong – the advanced stats crowd – still favors Jokic this year over Embiid, right? That's 100% right. But the problem, or if you even want to call it that, with the advanced stats, is that using those, it's much more effective to use those stats as a means of predictive analysis. In the case of Joel Embiid, though he doesn't lead in win shares or player efficiency rating or box plus minus or all these other things that I care about but very few people care about, I agree with Bubba. You can still make a, a good faith argument for Joel Embiid, if you only include this season, it goes something like this. He's averaging 33 points in a season in which he's shooting 55% from the field for a team that owns the best record in the NBA over the last four months. To me, it's not all that complicated. The Jokic stuff is easier to sink your teeth into for me because I can point to the leaderboards and say he's first in all of these things that we care about. But the fact of the matter is all three of these guys are really close. And if you're looking to break a tie, I really don't have a problem with you using past precedent as a means of doing so, especially because these guys are neck and neck and neck. Right. That, that's I want to vote for the person who deserves to win the award. I don't want to vote. And listen, you say, oh, Greeny, why is this such a big deal? Well, A, I've been in love with this sport my whole life. I'm 50 years I've been in love with this sport, and I actually get to vote. I consider this a great honor. I, I've, I've told you this before. I was offered a Heisman vote in, in the early-ish days of Mike and Mike. They offered me a vote, and I turned it down, not out of disrespect, but out of respect. I don't feel – I think there were too many voters for the Heisman. I feel – that you should only vote for an award if you are really qualified to be making a decision I think is an important one. And I don't watch enough college football for that. I like college football. I watch two games a weekend, you know, and then I follow the rest of it. The people voting for the Heisman to me should be the people who wake up in the morning and start watching the early games and they see everything, 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 middle day, everything, 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 primetime, everything, everything, everything. Wake up the next morning, just do nothing but go over the statistics. That's not who I am. So I didn't want to vote for that award. I don't want to vote for it because I don't think I should. The NBA, I should. I'm, 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 I'm the right person to be voting for this. And so I really want to do this right. And I don't want to vote. So maybe Cam asked the right question. If none of them had ever won an MVP, who would you vote for? Mm. What's your answer? My answer is Joel Embiid. My answer was Jokic until very recently. But again, we're dealing with small differences here. We're dealing in the margins. 
What Joel Embiid did last night against the Boston Celtics was the defining performance of the NBA season. He did that at the exact same time in which Jokic has been playing hurt and playing badly. For me, that was the nail in the coffin. And if you look at the odds right now, you have to lay $750 to win 100 on Joel Embiid to win the award. Vegas is telling us it is over. Doc Rivers was right. This award is, is set in stone. I would be stunned if anything happens between now and the end of the season to rip this out of the hands of Joel Embiid. Right, but, but I think part of that is the narrative. Like, like you tell me, would the, would the odds be where they are if none of the three of them had ever won an MVP award? There's no way of knowing that for sure, obviously. But you know, in some sense, voters like you that do enjoy the history of the sport and care have to ask themselves, are we comfortable making Jokic the first three-time MVP uh, in a row winner since Larry Bird? That's a huge deal. I think that's why I respect... But that's a terrible reason not to vote for him. Of course, you know what I mean? Terrible. Of course, it, of course it's a terrible reason. But that's the note. First uh, player to win three consecutive MVPs since Larry Bird. That's a hard thing to exclude from the data set when you're weighing these options. And that's why the history does matter in some sense. Uh, but, but, but it shouldn't. Okay, so now let's talk me out of this opinion. Mm. So I'm of the opinion that every season with these awards must be treated completely exclusively. Like, it, it, is, it is just to itself. Everything that happened before October, whatever day the season started, has no bearing on who was the most valuable player in the league this year. So if Jokic is now, let's say no one had ever won three in a row, and, and you'd think to yourself, well, does he really, you really want him to be the first one? Well, that shouldn't have any bearing on and, it, right? right? He's either the most valuable player or he isn't. But I don't get the sense that that's really something that you are weighing all that much. No, I'm not. But you just said it, and so I'm responding to it. Because it's the elephant in the room for so many voters. It just has to be. We're people. Like, if, if, this, were, if this were the BCS... Jokic would win the award this year. We have a system in place in which human beings are choosing whatever numbers and data points that they like to determine the outcome. That's why Joel Embiid is very likely to win it, and in my judgment, should win it. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Both of us have been extremely busy. The two of us here, Hembo and I, in New York, have been extremely busy uh, for the last day or so and will continue to be um, making appearances promoting our book, which was released yesterday yesterday. And I must say, the reaction to it has been even greater than anything that I could have possibly imagined when I see the way people are reacting. I did a bunch of talk shows yesterday. I was on with our friend Patrick McAfee for a while yesterday, our friend Mr. Feinbaum. And I was going to ask you, what was of all the things yesterday, because I have an answer to this question, but yeah. of all the things yesterday, what most made you happy? What made you smile more than any other, more so than any other? So I went on a bunch of ESPN Radio local talk shows, and... Um, and I have a bunch more of them coming up today and for the rest of the week. And the way that it was obvious to me that they had already begun debating some of the numbers, even without me on. Look, it's one thing. Let's just let's just talk turkey. If you offer a bunch of these radio stations, hey, Greeny would like to come on if you will just promote the book. They're going to have me on. And I've been on the other side of that eight million times. And what you do is you let you let the, the guest come on, spend 60 seconds on the book, and then you ask me about Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson and the draft and the NBA and all these other things. Practically every interview I did yesterday just wanted to talk about the debates in the book, and that's what it's for. And some of them actually said, thanks for the content, Greeny, because we're going to be talking about this <laughs> for months on slow days, because that's really what the book is. The book is about making decisions. And Bubba, let me know when we have that cut up from TV today, but it was a fabulous 
a, a perfect illustration of what the book is meant to be. The number 32. So the book is, for those of you who have not been with us much and don't know, the book is called Got Your Number. It's the first sports book I've ever done. And, and it's simply because I never had a good enough idea before. But now I do. And the idea was, who owns every number in sports history from 1 to 100? Hembo did all my research. I did all the writing. We have 100 short chapters in which we make a bunch of very tough decisions. And one of them was the number 32. So we had Mel Kuyper, Buster Olney, and um, Tim Legler on this morning making the case for three of the prime candidates for the number 32. Mel Kuyper arguing for Jim Brown. Should he own number 32? Legler arguing for Magic Johnson. Should he own the number 32? Buster Olney arguing for Sandy Koufax. A very legitimate case to own the number 32 in sports history. And obviously, there have been many other great ones. In my childhood, O.J. Simpson wore the number 32. And obviously, when we think of O.J. Simpson now, we think of a. We almost don't even bother thinking about his football career. But O.J. Simpson, in my youth, was the best and biggest star in the National Football League. So those were the kinds of decisions we have to make. And, and that's what the book is about. And the fact that it seems to have inspired this level of debate on some of these shows that we're not even on <laughs> has been great. And that's exactly what we wanted it to be. And so later in the show, we're going to let you call in and make your cases for some of these numbers, whether you have or have not received the book. And the book is available now everywhere. So any bookstore you walk into, any of the places online, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, wherever it is you want, Anywhere that you get your books, the book should be available right now. I think you could make a strong case, because I have been asked this on the circuit, what the strongest number was. I think it might be 32, because those are just three of the names you mentioned. Number 32 also includes Steve Carlton, Roy Halladay, Carl Malone, Shaq, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris, Edgerin James. It is... Across the world of sports, maybe the number for whom there are the most great athletes. We, having Koufax, Magic Johnson, and Jim Brown, all of whom could des- obviously deserve a place in the book, and have to choose one of those three, in addition to the names I mentioned, was an excruciating decision. So let's do this. Let me throw open the phones. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Whether you've seen who we chose or not, who do you believe owns the number 32? In sports history, you'll hear the cases that were made by Mel Kuyper and Tim Legler and Buster Olney, and then you'll make your case, and then we'll tell you who we picked and why. Who owns the number 32 in sports history? 888-729-3776. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We're coming to your calls in a moment here. Who owns the number 32 in the history of sports. We had three names you know making their cases this morning. Mel Kuyper for Jim Brown, Tim Legler for Magic Johnson, and Buster Olney for Sandy Koufax. Here's how it sounded on Get Up. This is easy, Greeny. You talk about the best player in your sport all time, the best running back all time in your sport. Great lacrosse player, multi-sport star. He did it all. Size, speed, strength, balance, durability. He hurt Tacklers. They didn't hurt him. He hurt defensive players. They never hurt him. He was, in a word, untacklable. Okay. When he retired at what 29, the rest of the defensive players in the NFL had a big celebration party. Uh, this guy hurt you. <laughs> he destroyed you. The balance, the speed, everything you want. He was a bionic man. He was Lee Majors out there just knocking people down. Look at running through tacklers, speed, strength, moves. You could draw up the perfect running back, the perfect football player, the attitude, the approach. It would be Jim Brown. He's number 32. There's anybody, nobody in any sport close to Jim Brown. Oh, it's, it's got to be Magic Johnson. And look, I'm going to admit I'm a little bit biased here, and I'm that rare guy whose two favorite players were arch rivals, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, for me, changed the course of my life watching those two players in the 80s. I was all about baseball. I turned that in to wanting to play in the NBA because of those two players. You're talking about a guy who's the ultimate winner. You just said it. Nine finals appearances, first 12 years, five titles. And also, Greeny, the greatest leader at the most important position in the NBA. And the final argument I'll make for Magic, look at what he did for the league in terms of a league that was in deep, deep trouble. They resurrected the NBA, handed that off to Michael Jordan in the 90s, and it's a lot of the result of what these players are reaping the benefits of today and what the league has become. A lot of that falls at the lap of Magic Johnson. Yeah, Legs acknowledged he's a baseball guy. I know Mel's a secret baseball guy, and they know this guy over my shoulder owned number 32. That would be Sandy Koufax 
Over a five-year period, baseball's never seen a more dominant pitcher. From 1962 to 1966, a 1.95 ERA, the three Cy Young Awards, and, uh, no hitters, 1962, 63, 64, and 1965, that great hammer curveball to go along with a fastball. He owns 32. So that was the, the debate that we had on television this morning, and that was what made it fun. Um, I will tell you who we chose in a moment. Bubba, who would you chose? Who owns number 32? Probably would go Jim Brown, I think. It's tough, I think, with Magic. There's so many tough. This is a really tough one, but I think I would go Jim Brown. How about you, Cam? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Okay, so, Bubba, uh, who, who, give me a couple of calls. Give me, give me three calls. Yeah, we'll start with uh, JR in Indy. JR in Indy. Who should own number 32? No question. It has to be Magic Johnson. He changed the world of college basketball. Jim Brown was great as an individual, but to give 32 to him, eh, Walter Payton was better, my opinion. Uh, I'm saying Magic Johnson changed college basketball, professional basketball, like Wegler said, it made kids that had played baseball and football and soccer, it made them want to play basketball. I like it. Thank you. That's definitely one of the big considerations here. Who's next? We'll go to Rich in New York. Go, Rich. Who owns number 32? I'm a little old school, Mike. I go a little further back. I say Julius Irving. Because Julius Irving was the main force why the NBA and ABA merged as a league. And he brought the dunk and the dunk contest back into basketball. Uh, all respect to Magic, I would probably put him in my top five players of all time. But I also think, like you probably have uh, at 30, uh, Steph Curry, who revolutionized the game with the three-point. I think uh, Julius Irving should be recognized now, Rich, for his contribution. Let me ask you a question, though, Rich. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to get other people in. Leave, leave Rich up. Rich, when you when you think most people think of 32. Now, I know Dr. J wore 32 for the Nets in the ABA, but I think most people think of him wearing the number six for the Philadelphia 76ers. Is that not right? Right, and he's boxed in by two great players. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. They couldn't get six. Like Bill, the NBA has retired the number six across the league. So who are we to disagree with You're that? You're 100 right. And to the, to the to speak to the first caller, Magic Johnson wore 33 in college and not 32. And when you're talking about ownership of a number, that mattered to us as well. Yeah, he wore 33 in college and then couldn't wear it when he got drafted by the Lakers because Kareem had 33, and that's how he became number 32. You have one more? Yep. Let's go to David in Arizona. Go, David. Who? Phone's number 32. So I'm a little bit younger in this conversation as well. I'm 38. But if we're going to follow the rule, Greeny, that you said just a few minutes ago that you don't like to do in your voting, you don't like to vote for the narrative winner. But this is a little bit different because we're talking all time. It's hard to argue against Jim Brown. What he did for sports in general, it's hard to argue about that. But again, a little bit younger, somebody representing maybe my generation. I got to go with Shaquille O'Neal. He was the most dominant center, arguably the most dominant center of all time. There's never been anybody like him in the paint. And the way that Steph Curry has changed the game right now, do you think we will ever see anybody like Shaq again? I I highly doubt it. Again, if we're talking all time, it's really almost impossible to make an argument against guys like Jim Brown and Sandy Koufax. But if you're looking at this generation, it's most definitely Shaq. It's an excellent call. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in on these. This is the kind of argument and debate that we mean to uh, create in our book. And ultimately, 
if you are willing, if you honor us by reading it, what you will find is whether you agree or disagree with the choices you made, you will at least once per chapter, so at least a hundred times, come across something you did not know that Hembo dug up in the research. You will say, "Wow, I had no idea of that." The book is called "Got Your Number." It's available now. We're back in a flash. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.